ready? And tonight we are doing The Holdovers, Alexander Payne's new film, The Holdovers. Ever see Alexander Payne movies before, Mama K? Ever, ever? I have seen Alexander Payne movies before. What's your favorite one? Um, my favorite one? I think I've only seen two besides this. Um, Sideways, which is super old, uh, but I really well, enjoyed yeah, it. Super old in jest terms, so 2004. Uh. It's 20 years old, right? Yeah, just, uh, just uh, yeah, 19. I mean, I wouldn't call that super yeah. old, but yeah, sure. Oh, super old, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's at the other end. I mean, when you're talking about directors, it's at a different phase, like, you know what I mean? No, yeah, um, uh, not an up-and-comer. Yeah, sorry. Uh, director of yeah, Sideways, About Schmidt, Election, Citizen Ruth. Those are the big ones. Downsizing is his most re- recent. Um, Descendants. Those those are the two that I like. Okay. Yeah. Descend- Nobody liked Descendants. So. I've never seen Descendants, so I mean, oh, I, can't, okay. I can't even give it a fair shake. Is that a George Clooney film? Yeah, but it takes place in Hawaii. That's a win. Uh, well, that's... We just did. We just had the George Clooney in Hawaii discussion. It's it's just it's just too, it's a cousin of the Adam Sandler in Europe conversation. So I, I, kind of, but an Alexander Payne movie is very different than a murder mystery. So yeah, it is it, very different magnitudes. And uh, this yeah. one is about a curmudgeonly instructor at a New England prep school remains on campus during Christmas break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. He soon forms an unlikely bond with a brainy but damaged troublemaker and with the school's head cook, a woman who had just lost a son in the Vietnam War. This has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92 with the audience, 8.4 on IMDb. So that's a good sign when it's when they're all when they're all that high, even IMDb. But that, yeah. that makes me very excited. I saw the trailer for this, and it looked like just old in the best kind of way. <laughs> it did look old. It looked like literally like did they dust this out of a vault from like 1983? Like this was supposed to come out like around the time it's like the big chill. Like it looks so old. Like even the aspect even ratio. That, it's like literally 15 years before the big chill. I just, I, it's, it, it looks, Big Chill's in the 80s, I think. Uh, it is. Point being, like, this looks, this looks super old. This looks, like, older than, like, yeah. even his own contemporary works. But, like, it had a, this, like, it gave me, like, a warm, like, ah, they don't make them like this anymore kind of, kind of feeling. Like, old, like that, that first warm old man feeling that was, uh, mm-hmm. this, this, the trailer for this gave me that. Yeah. Um, he, oh, yeah. I would say it's got it's a little bit uh, it it looks a little morose like just a li- and a little like I don't know I, I want <laughs> if I wanted to compare it to um, oh my gosh the Robin Williams movie where he's the yeah be I lost it with the Robin Williams movie the Robin Williams movie where he's the he's the teacher and so captain my captain oh probably, oh Dead Poet Society yeah. Dead Poet Society I, yeah oh I hate that movie <laughs> it has the same like time feely to it yes and it, actually and because it's at a school it's got that same yeah time wise you know. that's what I meant by old is like that's actually a perfect yeah feeling of age but like yeah the, the tone of the movie is completely different and uh yeah i yeah. prefer one to the other if you haven't seen the holdovers those are all the things about it it's in the theaters and we are going to spoil it here now so paul hunnam that is our uh classics teacher at barton academy boarding school in new england it's, what is it 1970 so there's your time period mm-hmm. and uh he is uh, uptight he's strict 
He's curmudgeonly. He's got a wandering eye, and uh, he's been tasked with he's been tasked with uh, taking care of the holdover uh, children at the boarding school, the ones who are left uh, left behind. They they don't have anywhere to go on Christmas. They don't have a home to go back to. It's an exchange student, a couple rich kids who have parents gallivanting, uh, just various couple of kids left behind for the holidays. And uh, so we're gonna follow this group uh, and and this guy uh, for the first little bit because then it will narrow down to one character, uh, Angus Tully, and we'll, we'll learn about his background. He's a tr- troubled youth. And uh, they also have the character of uh, our... our uh, she's she's a cook, but she's like a, she's like a head staff something or another. She's, she's in charge of the Barton Cafeteria. That's Mary. That's right. Divine Joy Randolph's character, and uh, she's the one who has recently lost a son. So... It's a band of misfits talking over their troubles in the snowy New England winter and some cute scenes and dialogue and clever little romping going on. So what did you think of the holdovers, Mama Kay? First of all, I had a really hard time remembering the name of this movie. Like, I kept wanting to call it, like, The Foldovers. The Foldovers? The Terry (laughs) Folds? Yes, you gotta grab them by them. You gotta gotta grab the Terry Fold holdovers? No. Oh, man. Yeah, um, I just had a hard time remembering it. So every time I wanted to look up information on it, I had to keep looking up Paul Giamatti. So I'm pretty sure that my phone thinks that I have like some really crazy, weird obsession with Paul Giamatti, That's which I do not. Street. You play that game where yeah. you have to like show your last 10 searches and it's all Paul Giamatti related. And it's, it's, very, it's very hard to explain. <laughs> it's literally just him on IMDb but over and over and over again. And then me going back and going, oh, I did like Sideways. Sideways is fun. you know. And I'm like, yeah, so that kind of thing. Um, and just looking to make sure I didn't miss another Alexander Payne movie that I've seen. I don't think I did. I think it's just, this is the third one. Um, and yeah, so I was, I was interested in seeing this movie because it does look like, you know, a talky movie that has a point to it and not anything. There's nothing in it that's aggressive as far as like, I'm not going to see any explosions. I don't think there were any explosions explosions um yeah. no explosions no there's a, there's Nothing. some there's some injuries there's some stunts but uh there are <laughs> there are some stunts and i kind of just agree with saying that the boy tully was a misfit i don't think he's a misfit i think he's just a left behind um by his mom who has a new husband um and she prefers her husband and ch- new child over him uh which is pretty common um pretty common so oh, geez. <laughs> i think it's common i think um, i don't know if it's co- as common now but i think back then uh oh women... maybe actually good point I yeah forget, i forget this is like 50 years ago and kids were like right not, they weren't quite like people yet they were like oh it's just like no this they weren't thing autonomous at all yeah it's like a like a just above a dog you're like oh man we got this thing i got the, the from the old relationship I, where am i gonna put them and they're like i'll just put them in the kennel so yeah. Martin academy yeah. And she also, I mean, I don't know what her first, how wealthy he was, but the second one, she definitely, you know, married some money. So she's good to go and she's going to stick with that. Yeah. Those are not, those are her priorities. As you can, we, we learn, we don't really, we don't, we, it sounds like the father at a time, at least the kid liked, but uh, yeah, not. Uh, yeah. We don't really, fi- I mean, we see him in this movie. I don't know that really, we really find out what exactly happened to him. Like why, except for, we do find out that, uh, seems like everybody in this movie has something in common. 
um, mentally. And um, it kind it hit the mark for me. I wasn't expecting, you know, anything more or anything less. I was kind of charmed by the fact that it felt 70s. I almost wish it had a really bad soundtrack so you could hear like sort of kind of music in the background, Mm. like just bad music. Um, It was funny in the beginning when they, it looked like an old movie where they set up the like, you know, uh, like the MPAA rating and stuff all at the beginning of the movie. And it was like, this is, yeah, super old school with that. Um, So, so yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I'm there. You sound me. You sound uh, upper medium. That sounds okay. Uh, I I like this a lot. I like this a lot. It was really good. I uh, I it got stronger as the went, uh, which are I I prefer to the other way around. I I think in general movies that do that are actually better if you go back and like realize what was going on, whereas the ones that start strong and kind of don't know how to finish or maybe just kind of sloppy. Uh, no, this mm. this is like I, the first third is okay it does take me a bit to like get on with the boys at all what's it once it's right. just one boy much easier but i wasn't even sure i i saw the trailers but i didn't pay close attention to like uh, you know I, I went a little bit face blindness and i was like a eh, young white kid that's a lot of them i'll, I'll figure it out I, I i'm know not paul, sure which one it is yeah i know who yeah. paul giamatti is you know the, the cook obviously stands out and then i will figure out the rest when i get there um so right. and that's what i did i i, I paul giamatti from the get-go on on board with his performance uh he has to be like he's a Paul Giamatti type, but he he is a character specific. Like he, this guy has mannerisms and he has like little stances that he does, and like the way he like kind of huffs his, his chest out backwards <laughs> and and he has a little forward lean thing. He and his his long little talks are you know I've seen Giamatti characters do this, but uh, he's he's putting work in. He's not he's it's it's it looks I like this character and I like uh, I like the other two characters as well. And so as we get to just the three of them, and it's more. You know, long scenes of like like the the champagne of beers, eight minutes of uh, of stuff. That is <laughs> so much. I love it. It's perfect. I like once we get once like that's when the movie has found its rhythm. The party. There's three our three different characters go off and do their little side quests and then meet back up in the kitchen at the end to to stumble drunkly out. Like it's just a nice. I I like the setup once we're to our characters and and they're and they're coming of their various ages and uh, and problems. So stronger as it goes, and I and by the end. By the end, what's the most important thing in a dramedy? What's it? I gotta get the tears. Where's the tears? And I was getting very close to the end. It was getting close, and I was like, Mm-mm. "It's it's very enjoyable." But I I have not felt the the, the emotions yet. But uh, the handshake, the handshake, it's very firm. <laughs> the handshake did it. It's very firm handshake, and uh, it was firm enough to to jostle a few a few a uh, few tears loose from the ducks. So uh, pass the test at the end. I, I enjoyed the holdovers. It was a little bit obvious, I thought, what the end was going to be. I mean, after we started our adventures with the people, obvious, um, I felt maybe, like yeah. it was, I think I thought felt like this is really the only way it could end because we can't have, we can't have them going back to where we started. But we have to have the, the, the reveals slash surprises are like the learning. We have to learn why Paul Giamatti's character is so angry at the world and why our lonely guy like we, we we get some we get a subversion of expectations on his dad because i don't know if you expected him to be in the institution if we're in spoilers like that's he's not yeah. it's he's talked about like he's dead but he's not dead he is he's right. sleep, the cheese has slipped off the cracker and he's in an institution and uh you know back then we didn't know 
maybe modern medicine could could give him something but back then it sounds like the mom was like oh he's not going to be able to fund our life anymore time to put him in a place and find a new uh, person to fund my life and uh, put the dog in the yeah i would just like i would just like to know like what what happened like why did why was he there what was it truly that he was just because the over the all the illness that they all share is that they're they're in various forms of depression um clinical prob clinical for the two male characters and probably situational for mary who just lost her son uh her you know she's she comes she first of all we have to talk about class in this situation uh so she just lost her son who was only 20 years old and he died in the vietnam war and now she's at not now but she's been at this school with all of these rich boys for all of this time, those kids are never going to the Vietnam War. Like how she goes back there daily, I have no idea. That that's a testament to, you know, that character and just I don't know. She's got. As if you wanted the cheesy music, balls. they could have cut to Mary chugging booze after her son passed away, and then they go brown Exactly. I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a romp. That's not a bad taste at all. But instead, she's just sitting there smoking her cigarettes, having a little drink like everybody else, and then Paul Giamatti's off to the side, like seriously chugging away on any alcohol he can grab, and it's it's kind of funny. Like his character is a little. I mean, he's super suitable for this character, right? But he's not phoning it in, like you said. It's not, you know, that's not... No, he's I a lived-in but... character. He's not just Paul Giamatti doing a voice. He's a lived-in guy. He feels... I I, yeah. I, I, I believed it all, all the way. Yeah, and he's perf- He's perfect for it. I only um, single him but... out, too, because yeah, I don't know Joy Divine, Divine Joy Randolph and Dominic Sessa from anything else. So, like, they're very good, but, like, I don't know them from anything. So, like, I, I, I know them as this now kind of thing. But Paul Giamatti... I saw I her a, in... You know, a million roles. Exactly. I saw her in Only Murders in the Building, where she plays a very different character. But um, it's a very small character, even smaller character than what she is playing here. Um, the the character that Paul... Uh, Paul? The Paul character that Paul is playing... Um, I don't know. I mean, there are a couple things that I read about it and they're like, you know, he's, he's a lovelorn, this, that, or the other. And I'm like, I don't really feel like that's the case at all. Like he just doesn't make the effort to get out of his own way. Like he, he, he's odd enough where if he can't get along with anybody, don't, don't you, aren't, I get, this comes to the problem where I think people should, are more self-aware than they probably are. And if he's not self-aware to realize that he's not fitting anywhere, doesn't that tell you something? Like, something about you? About, uh, I, I, I gotta back up here. So what is your problem with Paul? What, what is your, is it the, uh, start over with Paul. Is that, I'm, you, I'm not, I'm not getting what you're not getting with Paul. I don't know. I don't want him to just be this curmudgeon, uh, character who th- he, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like he comes into a room, nobody likes him immediately at all. Even if somebody, it's like, even if it were, everything about him does not create a sense of like safety, belonging, uh, or, yeah, yeah. or feeling. Sure. And, and it only becomes worse when, 
you realize that he's like that asshole teacher because everybody's had one that, you know, just likes to be an asshole for no reason. And I'm not saying these kids deserve, you know, A's or whatever. And he's, he's mad at the system and that's why he's giving them these terrible grades. He's mad at the fact that these kids are going to come here and no matter what they do, they're going to Brown or they're going to Harvard or whatever. And he even says, yeah, like the, there's that. no, there's no consequences for them being shitty all the time. So why it's, it's frustrating. Why even, so tr- he's also shitty. Is that the way you deal with it? Well, that's the, that, like, because that's, it hasn't gotten him anywhere to be, he feels like he's been wronged enough where it's not paying off to, to do the right thing. So I will, I will turn my back and be, you think I'm this mean gargoyle? Well, then I'll be the mean gargoyle you think I am. And rah, rah, rah. that's what how he's does done. That, that's what the poor guy I know, done. but how does that really, how does that get you anywhere? I mean, he's in his office with his typewriter and, you know, his, his desk blotter and all the things. That's the first thing is I didn't know this movie took place in 1970 and he's sitting in his office and I'm like, oh, he's so old school. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You know, he's appropriate school. Everyone's. I mean, he's a little older school than then. <laughs> I, I think they make it a know, point to but... make it him see even unhip for that time. Like even like he's even right. going back to like the, like the further back, you know. Right. I don't know. Um, it's it's fine, but I I don't I don't think that I think they were trying to make the character the boy's character Tully, you know, be as um, I don't know, not unlikable, but not fitting in, just like him. And that's not that's not the story at all. Like, that well, Tully's his, gonna be fine. His character, like, I didn't get. That's why I was confused at the beginning, like. There's this the intro scene to our main character. He's making fun of that other rich kid who's also an asshole. But I don't get. I, right. don't, I don't realize in that scene who our main character is going to be. Like I don't. I don't I'm like. Right. I'm looking. I'm like. After that interaction, I'm supposed to have an indication on who's like not necessarily whose side I'm supposed to be on, but like who whose point of view am I empathizing with from the start, mm-hmm. and then what will I learn from that? And I, it, it's not until he's completely by himself. I kind of figure it becomes him once we're the five boys, and even still, I, I think oh maybe it's this other the other rich kid asshole who goes to the ski trip thing, who's like a little scaredy cat well, boy, but. I, I figured it out when everybody else in the class, like the highest grade was a D minus, and then he got like a B plus or something like that. Everybody else was literally failing the class. And this kid was the only one that was passing before they were, before they got the extra, you know, work out of them. Uh, also, I ancient I civilizations. I didn't quite yeah. hit that detail, but that makes more sense. Well, before that, though, the kids are all together, and I couldn't either. I thought it was going to be flippy haired kid, the one who was yeah, really Disney annoying. Yeah, Disney Channel original like, kid, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they say I, I just say like Cole I, Cole Sprouse. Yeah, there he's a Sprouse, and I, I like some of the the dial like the the writing is very good in here. Like I wrote down uh, uh the one kid's all the time. Oh, this is the most bullshit ever. It's like it's it's very it's got a Napoleon Dynamite kind of like not quite how a person <laughs> said a person would say that's bu- like this is bullshit or like oh it's bullshit. This is the most bullshit ever. It's so like <laughs> like frustrating. You said um, and then I like Paul Giamatti. He's, he's got some good, horrible things he says. My favorite is ancient, unspeakable proteins when he's talking about the stuff under the de- the desks. <laughs> yes, the, that they have to clean. Oh, uh, that's yeah. the thing is I could just listen. Paul Giamatti may be a horrible, curmudgeonly guy, but you hear when he's sitting alone with with the uh, with the uh, uh, Mary that they're. He he's, he could be a yeah. charming man if he wants to be if he if he just opens up and and, and is vulnerable a little bit he, and that's what he has to learn he just he has taken sixty years to to even get there because 
because he smells weird too. Everyone, no one likes him. He has all the all. Oh yeah, he smells weird. And his Everything eyes weird. About it. He, he gets thrown out of Harvard. He's just he, every, he tried so hard, and everyone said, "No, you're a gross weirdo. No one likes you." And so he's like, "Okay, I guess I am." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he explains it all. Everything gets explained away, sort of like this is not anything I can help, which I think doesn't help his case, honestly. Like. Okay, I can't. He can't help that he has the wonky eye. He can't help that he smells like mm-hmm. I forget what he smells like bad onions or something. I forget. Um, you know, he can't help that whatever happened at Harvard happened until he punched the person out and but hit him with the car. He can help how he, yeah, <laughs> exactly, and then hit him. Uh, he can help how he behaves otherwise. He's chosen this life for himself, and then they bring that woman in who works there, and she throws the party. And I'm like, oh, my God, if they set this up as a romance, I'm not going to like this at all. Well, they, they, they do the tease. And then there's like, oh, but he but she she's a regular person. She would never want me. I'm just Paul G. I'm just creepy Paul Giamatti, man. And so they, they <laughs> but I, I, I take note, like in my one of my favorite scenes is the champagne of beers scene because it's the it's when the kid and the and the adult get to be like sparring and he gets to see the potential of his him as an equal but he knows he's still a kid so he still has the little kid slip up things and he's like i got a lot to learn still kind of thing almost gets in the fight and then they get to the rack the wraparound joke and we get to involve the waitress and i and that was i noted in that scene I was like, oh, she's kind of a total dork too. It was like, um, it's like Holly in Michael Scott in the uh, in the office. Yeah. That's what I thought of. Where it's like, oh, like like I I, I hear you're uh, like, oh, I don't want it to be a romance. I know you don't like Nicole doesn't like romances either. You guys don't like romances, especially when the guys are schlub. Schlubby, schlubby guys, no romance. But like, she's a dorky girl. She's she's dorky. Like yeah, like and they. they she's not on though. That. She's regular. She's very regular looking and dresses normal and she looks. But she can polite be and, just because she's. They're both one. Just because they have a looks disparity doesn't mean that they that can't be together. That's not. That's that's so hunchback I, of Notre Dame thinking. Like Quasimodo can't find Esmeralda. Why not? That's not nice. Well. Be- <laughs> Because in a movie, I'm glad they didn't do that in this movie, because if they did, it would have made me mad because it never works the other way. It's never the other way. Well, they should make it. I mean, I think they should make I know, but they don't. And that's because therein lies. I mean, it's a total personal situation for, for, you know, I realize that when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it through, you know, jaded eyes or whatever. But um you guys yeah, both said that the other day that... in um, Elemental. You guys, both, both, it's funny, you both and Nicole right. were like, oh, she has such an yep. unrealistic body. I was like, I didn't even think of that one time watching this. I'm like, she, I didn't think about her body at all. She's a she's a cartoon character. I didn't, I didn't think about it. I, I was just thinking about different elements of the elements of the. That's because the... girls, I mean, I don't want to even say women, but girls are taught from the very beginning that that is actually your biggest self-worth. I mean, all you have to do is look at TikTok to know that all you have to do is look at you know know how many people are making a shit ton of money on OnlyFans to know that so i mean that's really you know anybody else is gonna have to work twice as hard so it's not like that for guys i mean i'm not saying that good looking guys maybe don't have a leg up but I mean the Paul Giamatti character. Okay. Oh, he's clear. Like, it's clearly not working out for him. You know, I think I would. Yeah, say but he's hard, clearly I would say it's hard for him too. I mean, isn't it okay to have? A, I don't. Have yeah, but he's people? just not. He's not just a regular guy. He's not like a. Who would be a regular guy? Like, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. His name is Jason somebody. Jason Siegel. Siegel. Like <laughs> I know, Jason. But Jason. Yeah, Siegel's Jason Siegel. 
could live in my neighborhood. Like he's just regular dude. Or I, mean, I don't want to go down. Guy, I would say. And then he's just I don't think he's above well. average looking. Oh, yeah, not above average looking. He's got such weird lips. I, mean, I think it's I'm just, sorry, that's just... It's, it's just conventional attraction. This like people are people like different stuff. You know, just because someone's conventionally attracted, these hang these hangups, I don't understand. I, this is different. Yeah, but somebody who looked regular, a girl that would look like I don't want to say a girl looking like Jason Siegel because that ain't fair. But a girl that looks like I I consider Jason Siegel to be like a a 55 out of 100, right? So if a girl was a 55 out of 100, she wouldn't stand who's, a chance. Who's as good look who's as good looking of a an act a known person as Jason Siegel in your in your mind. So I can just understand what you think. What do you mean? Some Who's a who's a somebody famous Somebody I know? No, it's just a famous a famous person. Who's a who's a Jason Siegel of women quality of looks? Oh, of women. Yes. Um that's hard because there really aren't. What do you consider Rachel like Dratch? Uh, what do you consider her? I mean, maybe, yeah, probably something like that. Okay, so th- I think I think maybe. you thinking Rachel Dratch and Jason Segel are even comparable. I think that's not what most people would say, in my opinion. I I have different tastes as well, but you know, I would just think people would would see that. At, at not- Beanie Feldstein, Feldman. Yeah, Feldstein. that's not bad. But I also think Beanie, I think Beanie Feldstein's very attractive. So I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but even then, yeah. Okay, so anyway, so well, yeah. What's your, I don't know what's your point. Paul Giamatti can't have love because he's an ugly man, and because and ugly women don't have no, because, fr- love. No, so Paul Giamatti. I'm glad they didn't make a romance out of it because for me it would be another point of contention, which it already is, even though they didn't do it and we talked a lot about it. So yeah, I like. <laughs> That's I like when he broke the arm and then he covered for him. That was good. That was the, yeah. fir- the first in- and the, the running through the school kind of thing. Like, gotta catch me. I'm like. I guess I guess it was the it was, was a it, little weird. It was very strange, but now I'm starting. I want to almost give Dead Poets Society more of a pass because I'm like, were they just so bored back yeah. then that that was like a cool, fun thing to do, chase each other through the hallways? Because I guess, I guess, what else did you gonna like? They really didn't have anything. I guess you know, like no, we, we think of all the fun, random crap like you could do any day of any second of any week for a reasonable price and distance for most most people in the world and. Back then, they were just like, ooh, uh, we're stuck in a boarding school. Run through the hall after me, Paul Giamatti, because we, we have our differences. Like, that's the best they could do. It's kind of... Uh. Right. Or we'll make a secret club. That also is fun. Yeah, I still Yeah, there was, there was none of that. Well, and Paul Giamatti even admitted to Mary, like, he's never seen television before. So it was like, who? What? Where? How is this possible? <laughs> well, you see Paul like, Giamatti's watching... room. His room is that, like... And it's uh, his... It, what do he have... Uh, his father said he was like a loser and he had no mother and so he's just been sat in that a room like that probably his whole life that little cot and that's all he's ever had so there's something kind of i mean there's something a little charming about that there's something and i don't know maybe you don't feel like this at all but there is still for me something a little charming about boarding school like it seems like such a the a little bit a romantic idea but i know that the actualness of it is just usually a nightmare and for somebody like me it would be a nightmare like it wouldn't be i wouldn't have the <laughs> dad coming and picking me up in the helicopter and taking my friends away you know what no, i mean no, it would that not wouldn't be, be it would not be the best like the best of boarding schools are still they're not great but you know at least you're getting whisked away on uh, on on nice holidays like I'm sure those kids' insides are all fucked up, but uh, at least they still get to go on the ski trip. So, yeah, to have your insides. Well, we find out everybody has depression because they're all taking, you know, lithium or whatever. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but whatever. It's like, okay, maybe, (laughs) 
maybe there's maybe there's a problem with boarding school. I, yeah, that's I, I mean, I'm watching this, I'm like, hmm, no one seems happy or healthy anywhere around this, like, anywhere. Like, no one working there seems to like it. And everyone who's working there who's even remotely, moderately happy is doing, like, illegal bad things. So, like, I don't know. Is this, really, <laughs> this isn't really the best place in the world, I don't think. Like, this is this is not the best right. uh, the best system. But uh, Well, and I have to say that the way that the only time I felt really kind of bad for Paul's care for Paul is when he admitted that the headmaster that he now had that who's now his boss used to be his student and i'm like i don't oh, that's a thing man that's... i would have moved to another damn yeah. school i would have been like absolutely not i have too much pride to come back here and work for one of my students that's too you know? weird I, I was just thinking about this the other day i'm like it must be it'll be weird i haven't had it yet but it'll be weird when i have my first boss who's younger than me because like i like yeah. it hasn't happened yet I'm, I'm assuming it will one day happen i guess it could it could maybe never but well, you never know. Like it's it's not impossible, but uh, like that that like oh like how like especially if they're way younger. Like if you're like sixty and your boss is like thirty five and you're like, yeah, I don't know how that's I don't know how that that's I don't know. I, I've never had to even think about uh, what kind of what kind of things that does to your mind. Uh, <laughs> but the, I was going to say speaking self worth. Speaking of doing things to your mind and self worth. What did you think of his confrontation with his old classmate on the steps where he's fumbling for any lie to make him not sound like a loser? <laughs> and then the guy is his his nephew is like, oh, yeah, I'll be your nephew and, and whatever. Like, it, very sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that that was that was the charming, you know, I'll keep an eye out for now. your book. I'll keep an eye out for your book. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It seems pretty sly. <laughs> Pretty sly there. <laughs> Keep an eye out. I thought at the beginning that the guy he ran into his his uh, his classmate was genuinely like happy to see him like i thought you would be dead you i know actually what I mean? did think like, that too at first until he said to keep an yeah. eye and then i thought oh maybe he was just being glib that whole time but at first i did th- i did think that and then maybe yeah maybe i'm re- reading too much into it and that's the point but like uh yeah i i at first i was like he was like, oh, it sounds like he's doing okay with his life. And he's literally just like, I'm glad you're doing okay, buddy, kind of thing. Like, Yeah, I, I'm glad that you recovered. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, what did what did he recover from? So yeah, that's, kind of that's when we find out. Promising young woman. It's not that. Yeah, I mean, I guess back then it was, I mean, you, you can't go around hitting people with cars. But <laughs> um, you, you, you really uh, couldn't do it at Harvard. <laughs> did you peep the candlestick bowling? Yes. For those, uh, Your dad uh, yelled out, candlestick bowling. <laughs> little, no, he yelled out, little ball bowling. <laughs> little ball, that's right, that's what we call it, little ball bowling. I wonder how many yeah. people were watching and were like, ooh, I wonder what that old-timey bowling is. Not realizing that that is still a thing <laughs> that is very popular in New England where you have a ball, not a bowling ball you pick stick your fingers in. The ball is the size of, oh, I, I don't know. Shot put. A, cho- a chocolate? That's that's not a shot put. Oh, shot put. I thought you said, I thought you said chocolate. I'm like, that is the craziest descriptor ever. <laughs> it's the size of chocolate. The <laughs> uh, no, size of a shot put ball. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the yeah. sticks are the candlesticks are the, the, the pins. are. Like and it's really hard. It is it's more difficult. It's infinitely to get harder than big ball bowling. They do three. You do three balls a frame though, right? Like, yeah. And, but, but it's also, right. I don't, I feel like there's not, is there still strike and spare carryover or is it just frames? There is strike and spare carryover, but not on the third. Oh, but ball. on the third, like the you third get like ball, a ten, like just a, just a yeah. Clean if you 10. get all of them down, it's, it's yeah, yeah. 
it was very difficult to uh, grasp this. And then when it was like living here in New England, where there's only like one big ball bowling place and every other place is little ball bowling. And I'm like, what is, what, what is, this is weird. <laughs> so, uh, and I grew up in a bowling family. That's so. right. Yeah, like regular bowling. So you, you know, very different. Yeah. Uh, we circle back to, uh, what is it? The, the, I, I wish we spent a little more time with Mary's uh, character and stuff. Like she kind of gets front loaded a little bit. And then the ending yeah. third becomes about, because the end is Paul Giamatti has to stick up for, uh, stick up for the kid because he went and saw his dad and he's not supposed to the, uh, the guy in the, in the institution. So Paul Giamatti right. sta- sticks up for him to stay in the school and fights for him basically. And, and, uh, at, and at the cost of his own job. So, uh, returns the, right. f- returns the broken arm favor from earlier. And, uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> he gets to move on and try to do mentally try and do something. He's, he, he had to make a change and he's, he's doing something. So in a direction he heads, maybe it's the, it'll be better. Uh, but that firm handshake, it warmed my heart. It really did. It gave me the feeling I wanted. It gave me the two, after a two hour journey with these characters who I slowly grew to like and enjoy more as the movie went on, the firm handshake sealed the deal that I was, yeah, taken care of very much enjoyed my time. I think you need to go back and watch Dead Poet Society again. I also I think that there is a lot of uh, depression in boarding schools <laughs> in general. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you got people who are you know either by choice or mentally okay with being separate from their young children for long periods of time. That's got to have a genetic carryover, an impact on the psyche, and then you got to have the people who take care of those people, and they got to see that all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a breeding ground for um, a lot of loneliness, I'm sure. Animosity. Yeah. Hopefully they <laughs> hopefully they all realize they're all just doing their best and uh, and uh, you know. That's right. I hope everyone's just doing their best. Uh, not everybody. I mean, sometimes the problem is sometimes people's bests are in counter in, uh, counteraction to your own bests, and that's when you have to. That's, that's those are difficult ones, but uh, that's it for another time. Uh, do we recommend? <laughs> that's a different movie. Do we recommend the holdovers? Okay, I thought it sounds like you've been you've been saying yes, but a lot. Yeah, I recommend it. I think it's uh, I think it's a good ride. I think it's well written. I think it's very well acted. I'd like to see. I mean, we keep talking about Oscar movies, and there are things that other people like that I seem to not like. But this, I think, deserves some. Uh, Original Some screenplay, probably, right? Like, this seems like a kind of a shoe-in for screenplay. I feel like maybe Paul Giamatti might get a nod, so... Any supporting for our no. for our other two? Maybe. Apparently, this is the, the young kid's first foray into, you know, acting, and so I thought he was... He was good. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know him from good, anything yeah, else, but and he, he be- I believed him as at all this, and he has to be a tough character to play, so... Yeah, I believed him and it was not, I didn't find that there was any times where he was like, where he would slip enough where I wouldn't see, you know, the character. Um, there are people talking about, this is really good, but it's not going to become a Christmas film favorite. And I'm like, this is not a Christmas film. Oh my God. I, I was know. just thinking about how I would love to make this a Christmas film favorite. Like, I, I was thinking about what are my favorite Christmas movies? I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I I really like like this like I like this is so no. exactly it's it's so melancholy and by the end it's hopeful it's it's this is exactly what I like it's it's what it, yeah but you have to go through a lot to get there and at Christmas time I don't know that so that's what you want to do good at the end it feels so good the 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 tears at the the, ter- the tears at the end are like just a they're so warm 
I, I recommend this wholeheartedly. <laughs> though, though I was, I was a little disappointed. You're as low, and there's no one else for me to be on here would be like, wow, what a great movie. I got, I was in my top ten right now for the year. It's, I loved it. Uh, so you know. Nope. Sorry, I wasn't as high on it. I wasn't low on it. I liked no, it. No, you were it low fine. on it. There was no, there was the your your points of contention were were not um were not anything <laughs> anything I couldn't really understand. I suppose, but uh, yeah, yeah, two, two recommends of varying degrees for the holdovers, and you didn't look at the schedule. Holdovers. Oh, but I know Saltburn's coming because that's Emerald Fennell. Speaking of promising young woman, Emerald Fennell's newest movie. So. Whoever's going to see that with me, it's going to be very exciting. And uh, Nicolas Cage has a new movie <laughs> where he's invading all of your dreams. Uh, so I'm very excited uh, uh. about that. Uh, we, what's called, uh, you're going to get Jess to do that. It's right? not a horror movie. It's like a Charlie Coffin invading your dreams, not like a Freddy Krueger invading your dreams. <laughs> I don't need anyone invading my dreams. You right are going to really okay. want Nicolas Cage to be in your head uh, when you go and see I'm not. You're going to want it. It's uh, it, What is the <laughs> name of the, the film? Uh, oh, a dream scenario, dream scenario. So, oh boy, very excited. For dream <laughs> scenario. And uh, and other things coming down the pike. If you have things to recommend to us, films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore Pod Host, and you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail dot com. All right, uh, thank you for being on Mama K for the holdovers. Entre new. Entre. Did they say that? Did I miss that? Uh, several times. Oh, I'm yeah. the worst. I've tr- I memorize the just champagne be- of beers so much. Just between us. That's a just between us. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm back on board. All right. Well, until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.